1: I'm, I'm pretty good.
0: I'm not a Jets fan, so uh, I'm feeling pretty good this morning. Yeah,
1: I'm not a Jets fan either. <laughs> I'm a giant fan. I was here the night before. It was even worse. We had our yeah, quarterback and horrible. lost by 40 points. I mean, yeah,
0: but if a, if a screenwriter had come to you with a Jets storyline that Aaron Rodgers is likely out for the season after the first drive, yeah. would you believe it? He's like, no, it's too obvious he can't do that.
1: <laughs> I know. Same thing happened. And here uh, we are. I was making the point on the first segment. You know, the, the Jets went to the AFC Championship game. Not not Sanchez. He got there twice. But in between Richard Todd and Mark Sanchez, Vinnie Testaverde got the Jets. Yeah. And uh, they should have won that day against Denver, but both Curtis Morton and Keith Byers fumbled. It was a disaster. But Vinny was tremendous. And the next season, the Jets had Super Bowl expectations. Week one, same thing. Game one, New England, gone for the yeah. year. Same thing. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, he was there last night, right? Uh, Vinny was there last night, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. So, uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a Jets guy or a Jets expert, but they can still be quite good. I mean, that defense, whoa. But uh, Super Bowl? Uh.
1: Yeah, no, no. That's the point. They've got a great defense. The kid looks like he's back. The running back, Hall. Garrett Wilson, maybe the best young wide receiver in football, but you need a quarterback. I mean, look, teams have won yeah. Brad Johnson, Jeff Hostetler. They won Super Bowls. But I don't know. Look, I'm more upset about the Giants. I mean, the Giants had all their players and still lost by 40 points. Yeah, Yeah, that was crazy.
0: Nuts. Uh, You know, week one, week one is not necessarily indicative, but uh, what an
1: embarrassment. For New York, it's not been great, yes. And talking about embarrassment, you heard how I described Kamala Harris. That may have sounded rough, but those are all facts. There's nothing there that's not true. And, you know, to say that the migrant crisis will fluctuate like the weather And for my mayor to go on my station yesterday with John Matidis, and act as if he was the victim because they got to spend $12 billion when he was at the front of the line yelling we're a sanctuary city and welcoming everybody. I mean, these people make me nauseous.
0: Yeah. You know, Willie Brown, who, who, the Speaker of the House, who she had that affair with, had a line afterwards. He was asked about it, and he said, you know, it was a match made in heaven. It was just perfect because she was in love with me and I was in love with me. So he's a, he's a real character. But, you know, just listen to that clip. You know, at least 10 points of her unfavorable rating just has to be the nasally voice, right? You just don't want to hear it. You don't want to listen to it. But it's, it's absurd. They, they, um, you know, they now have this inner party meltdown over it because it's, it's, uh, causing so much pain here in the Northeast. You know, they all want it in the border just to stay at the border. There's a piece in the LA Times. I don't know how you'd possibly do this, but the Biden administration is considering making migrants stay in Texas. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. It's,
0: it's, I you mean, know, why not just it be much easier and simpler to control the border? And I wrote a column yesterday about 1980, Mariel Boatlift ca- causes a, a disaster in, in South Florida. Uh, Arkansas Governor Bill Clinton loses um, over it because they sent 19,000 of these folks to um, a fort in Arkansas where they end up rioting and they blame Bill Clinton. And it was a debacle, but Fidel Castro caused that. In this case, it's Joe Biden causing it. Joe Biden is welcoming these folks. He's, he, he trashed all the Trump policies, and it's within his power to at least uh, seriously alleviate this crisis. And he just doesn't want to do it.
1: doesn't want to do it. He could end it today. Uh, talking about Joe Biden, I want to play this clip yesterday. Joe Biden, the first president since 9-11, not to be here in New York on 9-11. He couldn't be further away. He was in Alaska, this this, this America-hating moron. I'm going to play a clip for you that uh, Biden said yesterday, and I want you to tell me what's wrong with what he said. Blue play cut 17. To renew our sacred vow, never forget, never forget, we never forget. Each of us, each of those precious lives stolen too soon when evil attacked. Ground Zero in New York, and I remember standing there the next day, And looking at the building, I felt like I was looking through the gates of hell. It looked so devastating. So what was wrong with what the president just said there?
0: Yeah, of course, he wasn't there the day after. He was on the Senate floor. And th- this is a huge question with Biden, right? Is it is it deliberate or he just can't tell what reality is? And, you know, it's specific. It's vivid. You know, he's looking into the gates of hell and it's completely untrue. And and he came back from that trip of Viet- from Vietnam. And anyone who watched that press conference who has any confidence that this guy is going to beat Donald Trump is crazy, right? He had to be cut off at the end because it was so rambly and incoherent and embarrassing. Again, we have like a you know year and a half until the elections. It's not getting better. Everyone can see it. You have super majorities of 77% of people say he's too old, and that that sentiment, if anything, is just going to get stronger
1: because he's too old, and we see it every day. You know, he's lying about so much, you're right, and you wonder if it's the liberty, he's just a pathological liar, but I don't care if he lies about where he graduated, you know, or you know, kind of like Brian Williams, I was in that plane when they were shooting at me. Mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton said the same thing, but when you lie about 9-11, maybe because I'm a New Yorker, I knew people who died in the buildings that day and had to walk past that site every day, I take it very, very personally. When you lie about something as sacred as 9-11, yeah. standing outside the gates of hell, That is absolutely unacceptable. All the other lies combined, maybe not as bad as that lie yesterday. What do you think? Yeah.
0: I mean, it's, it's, it's terrible and self-dramatizing, and it just goes to this tendency he has to make everything about himself, and the most appalling version of this, so this is why maybe I would say it's not the worst lie, to, to go into families who have lost loved ones uh, in, in a, a horrible terrorist attack in Afghanistan, and, and basically say, oh, I know how you feel because the same thing happened to Bo. Right. That's true.
1: Well, right, he died in a hospital in New York, and you're right, Not only you're right, Bo did not die in Afghanistan. And and again, I I just forgot, but we're not that far removed from him going to Maui where they're still collecting bodies and talking about a fire in the kitchen. Yeah,
0: a, t- a tw- twenty-minute fire contained in the, in, in the kitchen. The, this entire town like burns to the ground. It looks like Hiroshima, and that's what he has. A, a ki- oh, I had a kitchen fire. You know, <laughs> <So he laughs> shut up and, and truly commiserate with people. You know, he's there's been this whole thing in Morning Joe yeah. and elsewhere. He's a commiserator in chief. No, he's not. These are the kind of the worst things you can say to people when someone's really suffering. What you do is just sit next to them and say, "I can't imagine." There are no words. That's it. You don't You don't say, oh, something kind of similar happened to me once 50 years ago. I mean, God. You know, only morons do that.
1: Yep, you're right. And that's him. So one of the themes of my show yesterday, I did a special 9-11 show, and I had on everybody from Rudy Giuliani to Governor Pataki to Mike Piazza. It was a very, very special show. Uh, but a lot of the folks said the same thing, that there is no doubt in their mind, 100% sure all of them said the same thing, that we're going to have another terrorist attack. They can't promise as well orchestrated as nine eleven. As many people will die, but it's coming. And then Lindsey Graham yesterday said, oh, "Oh it's coming, it's coming." So my question is simple: Is this Republicans just kind of piling on because of this lousy border policy? Would you agree with them that yes, terrorists could be sneaking in with everybody else, and that makes us obviously very vulnerable? Your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I think there's there will obviously be another attack at. At some point, it's just, we're, we're always, always targeted and we're not going to get perfect, be perfect. I don't know whether it's going to evolve the border. You have had these stories about, you know, various people with nasty backgrounds coming over the border. And it's not just, you know, El Salvador and Venezuela anymore. It's people literally from all over uh, the world. So it, it's a security problem on, on top of everything else. But, you know, anyone who's uh, in New York, it's just still, you know, I'm afraid Joe Biden, it's kind of that, that forecast, what we'll see from, from presidents, certainly Democratic presidents, just, just not showing up, except for on the, the big anniversaries. But that day was such a gut punch, and I spent so much uh, of the day just looking at these videos, you know, of jo- George W. Bush's uh, speech with the Bullhorn or his first pitch in the, the World Series, or Sammy Sosa. I'd forgotten Sammy Sosa, you know, I don't have much use for, but ran out on to Wrigley Field carrying a flag, and then he hit a home run that, that night and got got a flag from the first base coach and carried it around the, the bases as he went. And there's just so many moments like that that just, you know, Know, they they uh, they bring it home to you again and 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 make you teary eyed all again, just for this this shocking cowardly awful day.
1: So one of your colleagues, she's a terrific writer for the New York Post. She left New York. She's so sick of New York, especially after what they did to kids during COVID in the schools. You know who she is? She's very famous. Her mm-hmm. name is Carol Markowitz. Yep. So she was on me last week. Carol, we talked about how COVID's coming back and they're talking about mask mandates and lockdowns and. They're going to ruin our children again as if once wasn't enough. We started talking about DeSantis. She lives in Florida. She thinks DeSantis, who was here yesterday, he was at the ceremony. Good for him. She thinks he's running a great campaign. He should be president. I said, great campaign? I said, what about Trump? She said, he's not even running a campaign. I said, what do you mean? She said, the guy's up by 50 points. He's already won. He doesn't have to do all the legwork that these other rookies have to do. What do you want Trump to do? And she doubled down, wrote a column about it a couple of days later. (laughs) Yeah, I swear to God, in the New York Post, that, that Donald Trump isn't even campaigning.